morning, please. To Matthew, the third chapter, let's agree together for utterance, for the anointing. How many want to hear from the Lord this morning? Me too. So let, let me not focus on you and you not focus on me. Let's focus on him and believe to hear from him. And when we see him, it's not just for information's sake. As you behold him, you're changed from glory to glory. Is that right? As we behold him, we're changed by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, we agree together. All of us here in Branson, Sarasota, everybody watching online. We agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance, for the anointing. For the manifesting of your Holy Spirit, of your holy presence uh, among us, in our midst, upon us, through us, exactly what pleases you now and in the days to come. Reveal to us, give us eyes and ears to see and hear it and heart to understand it and show us the next steps, what you would have us to know that we might be established in the truth and in your love and not be shaken and not be moved by the wiles and tricks of the enemy. And we thank you for it in advance. And we say we'll not be hearers only or forgetful hearers, but we'll treasure it and keep it and by your grace do it. And we know when we do it, things happen. <laughs> we will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In Matthew, the third chapter, you see that uh, Jesus, now a, a young man, is baptized uh, by John the Baptist in the river. And uh, in John 3 and 16, it says, When Jesus was baptized, he went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son. Actually, Luke says it like this, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. This is my Son. I'm reading the NIV now. This is my Son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Say that out loud. This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Praise God. I want to talk this morning, as the Lord would help us, about the Father's approval. Anybody interested in this? The Father's Approval. Did Jesus have the Father's approval? Yes, he did. Fully. Fully. He said, I'm well pleased. Listen to other verses. This is not the only place this occurs. You're there in Matthew, just over to the 12th chapter. The 12th chapter and 18th verse of Matthew, he, he said that it talks about Jesus fulfilling this prophecy 
He says, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I'll put my spirit upon him and he'll show judgment to the Gentiles. So what we're seeing is that the Father had said this centuries before Jesus was baptized. And how many know he never changes? He saw the end from the beginning and he speaks it over Jesus when he's baptized and then afterward uh, people are reminded that this is true. This is my, my son. I'm well pleased in, in Matthew 17, 5. You remember they went up on the mountain, uh, Jesus and Peter, James and John. And the Bible said that uh, Matthew 17, 5, Matthew 17, 5, he says, while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice out of the cloud said, what did he say? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Listen to him. Listen to him. This is my beloved son, the son I love in whom I am well pleased. Peter, many years later. Reminds us of it, remembers it in his writing in Second Peter. He says in Second Peter 1 and 17, he said, Jesus received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You know, if he'd have said it once, it would have been true. Right? If he'd have said it once, it would have been important. But we keep hearing it. And we keep being reminded of it. Seeking the the Father's pleasure is something that is hardwired into us. Hmm? The creation toward the Creator. The the word uh, pleased is sometimes translated the same word, translated approve. And it literally means uh, to think well of, to think well of, and like we said, to approve. Now it's Father's Day, we're honoring Father, and every child, uh, if their relationship is anywhere close to being right, and even sometimes when it's not, they seek the approval of their Father. Hmm? Do you hear the response? I saw people all over going. <laughs> if a relationship is right, I mean, it's, it's, it's strong that the son or the daughter seeks the approval of their father. And I've seen relationships that were just awful and, and, and fathers that were not good fathers at all. And the child still. Have you seen it? Seeks the approval of the Father. Why? You need it. If you say, I don't need it. Yeah, you do. You can tell yourself you don't. You can try to get enough therapy to get it out of you. (laughs) But when you're done, you're still going to need it. Hmm? You will never be satisfied without it. Why? 
Because it represents something much more. All real fatherhood represents the Father. Oh, come on, are you listening? The Father of spirits. And what the creation longs for is harmony with, unhindered, full fellowship with, and the pleasure of and approval of our Creator, our Father God. And you cannot be happy without it. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how popular and widely known you become. You will always crave the Father's approval. That's why there's that natural element of it. And if things were right, then uh, God would manifest some of this approval even through natural fathers. If things are right. But you might say, well, I, I never had a father. You can't say that now. Are you born again? Yes. Come on, anybody in here born again? Yes. I, I, I had a bad family situation and I, and, and I, I never got, that, that's one of the reasons I am the way I am. Quit making excuses for the past. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. That's then. This is now. Hmm? And you cannot say you don't have a father. You cannot say you don't have a good father. You got the best father that's ever been. The God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ is also my father. Right? Really? Quit making excuses. Because that's all they are at this point. Because there's other people that had rough family lives too. And they're not crying like you are. They forgave, they got forgiven, they put it behind them, and they're doing good. You don't have to be a whiny baby either. Amen. Now the reason I say it is because if you don't, you'll be 80 years old and you'll still, still be making excuses why your life is not good because daddy didn't treat you right. And acting like you don't have access to the things that you need when you do. Your father is real and he loves you and you can have his approval and what it will do for you is off the chart. It'll change you. It'll open you up. It'll enable you. You need to know that your father approves of you. And is pleased with you. You need it. Don't you kid yourself and say, well, I, don't, I don't need it. Yeah, you have to have it. Or you'll never feel complete. Hmm? 2 Corinthians 10.18 says, Not he that commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. The complete English says, You may brag about yourself, but the only approval that counts is the Lord's approval. Hmm? I appreciate anybody that have nice things to say about me. But the truth is, they don't know much. I don't care if it's you, right, or me. And another truth is people are fickle. 
You're their man today. <laughs> that can change overnight. Can it? Ju- it can change overnight. <laughs> but what matters is what God knows. Hmm? And how He sees you. Did you hear that definition of, of be, the Father being pleased? To think well of. To approve. What does the Father think of when He looks at you? Hmm? He looks at you and He goes, mm mm mm. <laughs> what a mess. If you think that, you can't function fully down here. If you think you don't have his approval, if you think he is continually unhappy with you and displeased with you, no matter how much of a happy face you try to paste on, you are restricted inside. Hmm? You can't overcome that. The only way you can be fully satisfied and, and fulfilled and happy is to know that he's pleased with me. Does anybody care about this? And I tell you what, when you have a revelation and get the sense that my father approves of me, that he's pleased with me, I'm telling you, the sky is bluer. The grass is greener. Come on, are you listening? It it is another world. It is another world. And you begin living in the manifested love of God. It's as real as water or air. Living in His pleasure. Living in His approval. Living in His love. That's living. Y'all going to help me with this or not? Come on. That's living. Glory to God. Now the first thing you need to know. Is whether he can be pleased or not. Can you please him? Can he be pleased with you? There's more than one thing we need to touch on. Are you in a big hurry this morning? or? Do you think it could change your life if you could walk out of here and begin to live every day with a sense of God being pleased with me and approving of me? It's worth our time. Uh, Years ago, this must have been 25 years ago, we were, we went back and and spoke at a little church that we had been uh, there previously and some friends were there that I, Phyllis and I grew up with. And uh, they had gotten born again, come to the Lord, in the previous meeting when we were there. Well, this time we saw them after the service, and and the young husband and wife, young couple. And I asked them how they were doing and what they were doing, and and asked them were they going to church and and were they reading their Bible. And and, uh, the young lady said, well, no, no. And she said, you know, I uh, I guess we could never read our Bible enough. And, and uh, I think her husband's going, yeah, that's right. I guess we could never read our Bible enough. And when she said it, something inside me checked me. 
that's not right. Now, I just smiled, didn't say a word, because I didn't know all the reasons why it wasn't right myself. So I, I, just, I just said, hmm. Have you ever heard that, that kind of talk, though? I guess we could never praise him enough. I guess we could never give enough. I guess we could never repay him for all he's done for us. I guess we could never serve him enough. I guess we could... Hmm, have you heard that? Could never pray enough. Could never read your Bible enough. Could never do this or that enough. And so later on, I'm praying, seeking the Lord about some things that came back to me. And I asked him, I said, Lord, what was wrong with that? I know when she said that, uh, you checked me on the inside by your spirit. What, what's wrong with that? I've, I've heard that all my life. And yet I know something's wrong with that because you checked me. And I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me, like he'll speak to any Christian if you learn how to listen. He spoke to my heart. He said, Keith, am I unreasonable? Am I unreasonable? Well, I didn't even have to think on that. I, I, said, I said, no. I don't believe you're unreasonable. He said, can I be pleased? Hmm? Are y'all with me on this? Can I be pleased? If he can't be pleased, no matter what you do, he's unreasonable. You'd say that about me. I'd say that about you. No matter what I do, you're still not pleased. He said, am I unreasonable? I said, no, Lord, I don't believe you're unreasonable. He said, can I be pleased? I said, well, yes. He said, then you can read your Bible enough. You can pray enough. You can praise enough. You can serve me. If you couldn't, then he can't be pleased. See, the devil is a a liar. And he would have you believe. Because he knows how important it is that you have your father's approval. He knows what it does to your soul and your life if if you try to live through life every day thinking some way he's not pleased with me. I'm I'm not quite there. I'm not quite there. You know why it's so quiet in here? Because that's where most people are living. Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I love the Lord. I know he loves me. But no, I wouldn't just say he was real pleased with me all the time. I, no. We do the best we can. <laughs> I love him. I know he loves me. What, what, what is all that boiling down to? They don't believe he's pleased with them. They don't. And that chokes you on the inside. That bothers you. You learn to cope with it and live and get through with it, but, but it's not okay. And it's a lie of the devil. Oh, come on, are y'all listening? It's a lie of the devil that no matter what you do is never quite enough. Oh, somebody needs to be helping me this morning. This... This can change some things. It's a lie of the devil because the devil will tell you no matter what you do, he'll go, well, that's okay, but it's not enough. 
No, uh-uh, that's not enough. That's why these phrases have crept in. Well, you could never give enough. You could never pray enough. You could never read your Bible enough. You could, what does that mean? That means you are never going to have your father's full approval. And it's a lie. I said it's a lie. It is not true. God is not unreasonable. He is perfectly pleasable. (laughs) Come on, say it out loud. My father father is not unreasonable. unreasonable. My father father is perfectly pleasable. I don't think I've ever said that like that. It's good, though, isn't it? It's right. It's right. Can he be pleased? Does the Lord know that you've only got 24 hours in a day? Does he know that you need to sleep part of the time? Huh? Does he know you need to eat sometimes? Come on. Does he know you need to wash your clothes? Does he know you got to drive to work? Come on. Does he know all these things? Then does he really expect you to stay on your knees praying 24 hours a day? Does he really expect you to be have your nose in the Bible, reading the Bible 24 hours a day? Does he? No, no he doesn't. Can you see how the devil has lied? He, he, he keeps feeding this and it's all ambiguous and vague and nobody's sure exactly what it would take to please this perfect God but we're sure we ain't doing it and we're so far short of it right. <laughs> why are you so sure of that what makes you so sure see not only do you believe you're not pleasing God you believe you can't you believe no matter what you would do it's not going to please him. it's always going to be Substandard, not there, not enough. And that is believing the lie that it requires perfect performance to please Him. And it is ignoring what He's told us that He looks at the heart. Huh? Oh, that was worth you combing your hair and coming to church this morning right here. What does God look at? God is looking at your heart. How are you going to please Him? You're going to please Him with a perfect heart. That is fully attainable today. The eyes of the Lord are scanning throughout the earth, searching to and fro. What's he looking for? He's looking to show himself strong on the behalf whose heart is perfect toward him. Now, again, people hear that word and they go, oh, okay. Still, you got to be perfect. I know I ain't perfect. You ain't perfect either. And God's perfect. And so you ain't perfect and can't be perfect. So how are you going to please a perfect God? You're not being perfect now. <laughs> reasoning. I said reasoning. Not revelation. Lack of understanding. 
If you look up that word, it says perfect, sometimes it's translated wholehearted, full or wholehearted. You and I will never in this lifetime be perfect in knowledge or perfect in understanding. Come on, do you know this? Or perfect in performance. It's true. We will never be perfect. There's nothing perfect about us naturally. Everything down here is flawed and skewed by the curse. And it's because of what we don't know and what we don't understand. A lot of the mistakes that we've made and shortcomings. And the Lord knows that. And if we had to be perfect in knowledge and understanding and performance, then no, we could never please him in this lifetime. But is he unreasonable? Hmm? Would he, knowing that, still require perfect knowledge, understanding, and performance of us, knowing we can't attain it now? No, he's not unreasonable. But in spite of what you know and don't know, your, your heart can be wholehearted towards him every day and night. It's a good study if you go through the scripture and look up the word perfect. It has a different meaning than what we use. When we hear the word perfect, we think flawless, without imperfections. And that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about whole or complete, perfect, fully, wholly. Completely is a good word. Complete. And you'll see in times that it says such and such did such as one of the kings, for instance. He did some wrong things, and yet it said, yet his heart was perfect before the Lord. Then it talks about another king, said he did some good things, and yet his heart was not perfect before the Lord. So perfection of heart is different from what you're doing or not doing. You can do some dumb things and some imperfect things, and yet your heart, your heart was right. Huh? And here's the good news. Come on, tell me what God is looking at. What's he looking at? He's, he's looking at your heart. Man looks on the outward appearance and judges according to the outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. And that's why it's possible to please him. In spite of all our ignorance and darkness and deficiency, because you can be wholehearted towards God every day of your life. I know some years ago I, 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 I grew some and looked back and saw I had, I had made some mistakes in some things. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't see it at the time. But I grew enough to look back and go, hmm. <laughs> That wasn't so hot. Have any of you ever looked back and went, oh. (laughs) Well, why weren't you going, oh, at the time? You didn't see it yet. You didn't understand it yet. But when I saw it, sometimes when you see it, oh, man. Of course, if you got a lot of pride, it'll just make you want to go hide somewhere. (laughs) But you... But that's, that's part of the thing to do. It helps you to identify the pride and, and deal with it and, and just come out and be honest and go, that was dumb. Dumb. Yeah, I did it. And it was dumb. And uh, 
One of those things had happened, and I just came before the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. That was, uh, that was prideful and ignorant. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, he said, son, I knew your heart. I was looking at your heart the whole time. And he said, your heart was perfect towards me. Even though your head was off over here somewhere. <laughs> your heart was perfect toward me. And that's what I saw. Is that true or not? And this is how we can please him. Thank you, Lord. Now, when it comes to our standing with him, our righteousness before him, he's already pleased with us because of our faith in Jesus. He has accepted Jesus' righteousness, and his righteousness has been given to us. Lord, I want you to notice in, in Ephesians the first chapter, and I want to I want you to grab this phrase. Man, I like this phrase. Ephesians 1 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. This is verse 4 of Ephesians 1. According as he's chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame. Before him in love having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, get this now, wherein he has what? He has made us accepted in the beloved. In whom we have, do, do you see, he has done it, And we have. This is not something in process. This is not something coming down the road. This is something that has happened and is. He has made us accepted in the beloved. Oh, come on, somebody say, I am accepted. accepted. Of the Father. Father. I'm accepted accepted. in the beloved. beloved. You know who the beloved is? Jesus. And in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. When it comes to our performance, the best we could ever produce, our works, our righteousness was like filthy rags. It was unacceptable. God couldn't approve it. So we had to get somebody else's righteousness because ours didn't cut it. God could never approve ours. But did he approve Jesus' righteousness and holiness? Hallelujah. And then he gave that to us. And by faith, when we've received it, when it comes to our standing in him and our place in the family, we don't have to try to get accepted of him. We've already been accepted of him in Christ. When he accepted Jesus and Jesus' sacrifice, he accepted us. When we accepted him, we were already accepted. When we accepted Jesus, we are accepted and approved of the Father. Because Jesus had already been accepted and approved. 
of God. That's worthy of meditation. I want you to say it out loud again. I am accepted. In the beloved. Oh, hallelujah. I am accepted. I am accepted. In the beloved. In Christ. Whew. Go to John chapter 8, please. Let me uh, mention something to our fathers and mothers. Watch what you say to your children. Uh, In this area in particular, there's certain phrases you ought not use because the enemy will use them against you and use them against your child to hurt them. And maybe your parents used it with you, but it was wrong then and it's wrong now. Phrases like, I'm very disappointed in you. And so what's wrong with that? A lot is wrong with that. Differ and distinguish between them as your child... And something they've done. Hmm? Separate it. Hmm? You can tell them, I am not happy with what you did. Right? But that's not the same thing as, I don't approve of you. Big difference. The enemy is always trying to work through things. Maybe you got mad and you said you didn't even really mean it, but the devil will use it like you meant it. Yeah. To, to beat against people and go, they, they think you are a failure. They think you are dumb. They think this. And you may not think any of that, but if the enemy can take something you said and twist it to make it sound like that's what you meant, it's good enough. It works the same. And there's, there are times when you need to make correction, even if you said it right. And you can tell the enemy's trying to twist that and make them think you don't believe in them. And you don't care about them and they're, they're not accepted with you. You need to take an extra step and say, I love you. You always have your place with me. Right? And just being you, you are accepted of me. Is that right? Now this stuff you did over here, <laughs> this is not okay. Uh-uh. That's not all right. That's got to change. But that don't mean I completely disapprove of you. I love you. You got a place with me forever. Hmm? Children, family members, they need that security to know I've always got that place with them. No matter how bad I mess up. And they're not going to tell me it's good if it's bad. But that don't mean they write me off. And I don't have any place. And they don't believe that there's anything good in me. Or that I can't come out or I can't be a success. 
Don't look at people glaringly and go, I'm very disappointed in you. Don't say that anymore. Hmm? You can say, I'm upset about what you did. I'm unhappy with this. This is not good. We, we can't keep doing this. But there's always should be that, you got this place with me. You are accepted with me. Hmm? Is that okay? <laughs> Distinguish between it. Make the difference. Because that's how your father's dealing with you. <laughs> what if the Almighty looked glaringly with anger at you? And said, I am very disappointed. <laughs> It'd probably blow you apart. <laughs> right? I mean, how could you handle such a thing? <laughs> But how many believe in spite of all the dumb stuff we've done, can we know I got a place with him? Right? And he doesn't love all the goofy stuff I've done and said, but he loves me. Come on, is that right? And he doesn't approve of every dumb thing I've ever done, but I am approved and accepted of him in Christ. Hallelujah, I have a secure place forever. And that's why I can get up here and wave my hands and preach like I do and not feel embarrassed or ashamed. And can have boldness and confidence in Christ. It's not because my performance is perfect, you know that. But it's because I know. My daddy, big daddy. (laughs) <laughs> he uh, he's pleased with me and it gives me an unwavering confidence hmm? and if I know God is pleased with me to be frank I'm not all that concerned about what you think. <laughs> Because next to his approval, yours is way down. I appreciate it. I do. I do. But next to his, <laughs> think about this. What about people That are always trying to get somebody's approval. And there's a lot of that going on. Lie. Lie about stuff. Do things trying to impress. And trying to get this person's approval. Why? Because they got a hole. I said they got a hole. And the truth is. Even though it's wonderful to have the approval and acceptance of those we love. That's not enough. We've got to have his approval. Right? And the reason why people are so desperately trying to get other people to think well of them and think highly of them is because they don't think God thinks well of them. That's why they're so desperately seeking others' approval. And it makes you weak. Hmm? Amen. And unstable. 
And folks don't enjoy hanging around weak, unstable people. <laughs> Needy people. Hmm? You don't need to ask a hundred times, how'd I do? No, really. What do you think? You think it's okay? Really? I don't know. Oh, you're just saying that. <laughs> and then come back 30 minutes later. What, what, what'd you think? What'd you really think? This is insecurity. It's not attractive. I said it's not attractive. It doesn't encourage confidence. Hmm? Does it? <laughs> hmm. Selah. Think about it. Did, did, you, did you go to John? Where'd you go? John chapter 8? That's just where you ought to be. How can we please our God? We can't do it with perfect performance. We can't do it with perfect knowledge or understanding. How can we please Him? With a perfect or a whole heart. We're going to look at some specific understanding of that. But you remember I talked about that young lady that said, well, I guess we could never read our Bible enough. And when the Lord talked to me about that, He said, well, am I unreasonable? I said, no, Lord. He said, then you can read your Bible enough. At a given time, right? Yes. You can give enough. You can praise enough. Can you? Yes. How would you know that you had done it enough for today? Again, it comes back to the heart. He's in you. I said, he's in you. And when he's pleased, you'll sense it. Hmm? And when he's not pleased, you'll sense it. But first of all, you've got to believe he's pleasable. One of the big reasons why the devil wants you to believe the lie that no matter what you do, it'll never be enough, is because that will discourage you. I said that will discourage you, and you get to the point where, why even do it? I mean, nothing I do is going to be good enough anyway. You ever heard that kind of talk? Nothing I ever do is good enough anyway. That's faithlessness. And it's believing lies. It's not true. You read your, you read your chapter. Hmm? And if you feel happy and satisfied with it, good. Right? If you feel like you ought to do some more, what should you do? Follow your heart. Does that mean I'm going to have to read day and night? No, it's not. Sometimes it might just be another five minutes. Might just be another 15 minutes. And, and, and you'll find something and you'll get to something you know the Lord was wanting you to get to. And you go, oh, well, glory to God. Yeah, that's what I was supposed to see. And when you get that, you'll know, that's it. I'm done for now. Doesn't mean you're done reading your Bible for the rest of your life. But, but for today... For now, God is pleased with that in your life now. We can do something else. Right? 
But a lot of people never go far enough. Sometimes it's not a whole lot further. But they don't go far enough because they believe a lie. It wouldn't make any difference how far we went or what we did. God would never be pleased. Somebody say lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It is not true. The way you find it is with a willing heart to please him. A desire and a commitment to go as far as it takes to please him. And then no matter if you come short outwardly or naturally or knowledge wise, he's going to be looking at your at your heart. In John 8, 28, John 8, 28, Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He. How many believe He is the one? He, he, he's Him. <laughs> and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. And He that has sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. How many believe that's true? Jesus said it and he did it. Do you believe it's true? Now I'm going to challenge your faith right now. Is this true about you? That was weak. Did you hear how weak that was? It's like three people nodded and two said, yeah. Maybe. I want you to say it out loud. I I always do do what pleases him. I please him him. every day of my life. life. Do we need any mind renewal in this area? Can can you feel that? People are going, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus is speaking by faith. I want you to tell me what pleases God. Oh, you're about to get something right now. Is it true that faith pleases God? Is it true that it is such a big deal to God that without it, it's impossible to please Him? Out of all the things He could have said... Faith must be a very, very big deal to God. If he has has elevated it like this and he said, there is no way you can please me without faith. But faith pleases me. If that's true, and it most certainly is, then if you said, I always do what pleases him and you said it in faith, He's pleased now. I said he's pleased right now. Why? Because you're in faith about pleasing him right now. And tell me what pleases him. Faith. What's he looking at? Your heart. 
You don't have to wait until you perform flawlessly and then God inspects it. You get through with the whole job and then comes out, God comes out with his magnifying glass. Let me see if I can approve this or not. If that's what it takes, we're never getting it. The, the, the text we read, Matthew 3. Jesus has been baptized in the river. He comes up out of the, the river. The Holy Spirit comes on him. And the Father speaks out of heaven. You are my beloved son. In you I am. I am. One of these days I'm going to be. No. In you I am. Well pleased. I, want, I got a question to ask you. How many messages had Jesus preached at that time? How many healings? How many miracles? None. 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 He's not talking about performance. What's he looking at? What did he see in Jesus' heart? Come on, I need to read it to you again. Here's here's some other verses. Uh, John 4.34, Jesus said, My food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish the work. John 5.30, he said, I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. John 6.38, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. What's the Father looking at? In Jesus, when he says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well. Before he's ever preached a message or done anything, the father sees his heart. That he wants to please the father with all his heart. And he will do whatever it takes. And he will go as far as it takes to the cross. Is that right? And lay down his life. Before it's happened, God the father is seeing the heart. Listen to 2 Corinthians, the 8th chapter and the 12th verse. 2 Corinthians 8, 12. If there be first a willing mind. Somebody read the next part. It is accepted. When? According to what a man has. Where you are right now. What made it acceptable? Not the external perfection of it. What made it acceptable? The willing heart and mind. Makes it acceptable where you are right now. Here's the big question. It's not can God be pleased. It's not can you please him. Yes he can. Yes you can. Here's the big question. Are you willing to? Are you willing to? Are you willing to? The truth is, many are not. They're too busy with other things. If it was convenient and didn't take up much of their time, they might do some things. But the truth is, many are not. How many want to be like the Master? Do you want to be like Jesus? Then you've got to have a heart. You've got to say with Him, I'm not down here to do my own will. I'm here to do the will of Him that sent me and to finish the work. I'm on this earth for a reason. I'm on this earth for just about this long. And what am I here to do? 
please my Father to find and do His will. Come on, are y'all with me? To please my Father. That's what I'm here for. The disciples came and said, he acts like he's satisfied. Who brought him food to eat? He said, my food, the thing that satisfies me, is doing my Father's will. That satisfies me more than food when I'm hungry. Why? Oh, get this, get this. Because when you desire to do his will, and then you follow and know you're doing his will, you're wanting to please him. That's what pleases him. You're seeking to please him, then you know he's pleased with you. Before you even do it. I said before you even do it. Now you can't con him. Can you? You can't talk a bunch of empty, oh, I want to please you, I want to please you. And something come up he tells you to do, and you can't got time to do it, and you don't get around to it for six months. Well, you don't really want to please him. You're not really seeking to please him. So you're accepted in Christ, but as far as where your heart is right now, he he couldn't be fully pleased with that. Because you don't fully want to please him. (laughs) But if you do, and no matter how far short we may have come in the past, you don't have to wait till tonight or or tomorrow. You can make an adjustment in your heart right now where you sit. Can you? You can make an adjustment. Hmm? And go, I'm willing. I'm willing. And if you really are, then things will begin to flow to you. Things will begin to change in your life. Enemies and problems that you've struggled with and fought with and could not get past, something's going to happen. Because when a man's ways, not all his performance, his ways, his heart, you're ready to please him. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies. To be at peace with him. And if you're willing. And obedient. The good of the land. Comes and tracks you down. And finds you. Huh? Not because you're looking for the good of the land. But because you're seeking. To please him. How many want to please him? Come on. You got just a few days left. In this world. Maybe a few months, maybe a few years. It's going to come and go so quick. Even if it's 50, 75 years, I'm telling you. You're going to look up in a little bit and go, wow, where did the time go? Amen. Here I am at the end of this thing. And what will have mattered? All the piddly stuff people did will not be known or remembered. It won't matter. Only thing that will matter. What are you and I talking about today after all these centuries? Did Jesus please the Father? Oh, he said, I always do what pleases him. And because he did, you and I are saved. Because he did, we have a future. And if I will please God and you'll please God, it'll help other people. What do you think he wants us to do? What's going to please him? He's going to deal with you. Do this. Go here. Do that. Give this. Work here. Work there. And he's going to use it to help somebody and bless somebody. Them getting free is going to please him. And then you being involved in it is going to please him with you. He's already pleased with you because you accepted in Christ. And now he's pleased with your heart and what you're doing in this life. Now the windows of heaven are open. And your enemies are made to be at peace with you. 
Here you go sailing through. Your days will click by and you'll have fruit and then you'll be ready to get out of here. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned this earlier. I think I'm closing with this. Years ago I, I went down to a, another country ministering some things. And it was not all easy. And, uh, but some good things happened. Uh, how many know sometimes you just have to persevere? You just got to make up your mind. The Lord told me to do this, and I'm doing this. No matter what it costs. And it was kind of one of those things. And, and so we ran into some things, and we had to believe for it and get through it. And, and it looked like you couldn't do this, but we just had to say, no, he said do it. So uh, just stay and, and keep, keep pressing. Well, eventually we had meetings. We had services. People got saved. They got healed. They got back to the Lord. And I'm flying back on a commercial airliner by myself. And I just looking out the window. It was late at night and dark. And I said, uh, uh, people had been healed. Some miracles had happened. I said, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. He said, uh, I want to thank you. Thank you for going. For me. And at first I thought, No. No, nah, the Lord didn't tell me thank you. He didn't. He just said, I'm, I'm making stuff up in my mind here. And, and then he said, you heard me right. He said, I'm pleased with you. Oh, man. It swept over me. I thought, oh, God. This is where I want to live. Right here. I want to live in this. For the rest of my life, he said, it's up to you. You can just keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Can God be pleased with you? And it's not just about performance. It's about your heart. But if he's really willing to in your heart, how many know things will happen? When he tells you to do it, things will happen. And good things will come out of it. And the fruit will be good. And he will be pleased. We do not, saints, have to go through day after day with a cloud hanging over our head. We do not have to live week in, month out with this sense that somewhere or another God's not pleased with me. If it's the past, the blood is more powerful. Is that right? Is it true? Is your sin greater than the Lord's blood? No. If it's the past, you can be cleansed and accepted in Christ. Your righteousness is his righteousness. That's why it's already accepted. And if you hadn't been willing to, to do what he wants you to do, you can change that. You can change it right here. This morning. You, you can change it in your heart. And, and, and you can look up to him. And you can hold up your heart. And your arms open. And you can say, Lord, now I'm willing. I, I, life's too short for me to waste any more time. I want to do what you want me to do. And if you really mean it, is everybody awake? If you really mean it, and you said it in faith, what would that mean? That means God is pleased with you. Right now, because he looks at the heart, and he's pleased with faith. So you need to stand up and do it right now. Stand up. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, just close your eyes.
pray it out loud and then I want us to not be in too big of a rush to just wait on him just a moment. Say it out loud, Father God. I do want to please you. Forgive me for any unwillingness, any stubbornness, any rebellion, any disobedience in times past. And I declare as an act of my will and by faith that is not my heart. And that is not my choice. I choose and I delight to do your will, O God. I set my face to follow in my master's footsteps and to seek your will and your pleasure. And I confess you are not unreasonable. You are perfectly pleasable. And I confess. You are working in me. To will and to do. Of all your good pleasure. And no matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like. I say. By faith. I always. Do. What pleases you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, just lift your hands, begin to praise Him. If you really mean that, if you really believe that, He's already pleased. He's already pleased. He's looking at our hearts. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord.